Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we journey into true, awakened, authentic self. We open to shamanic, tantric, archetypal practices that start to peel back the masks or the false layers and start to open us up to the depths, the depths and the truth and the rawness of self. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, founder of Rewilding for Women and Rewilding for Men. Um, which is relatively new on the scene if you haven't been listening to podcasts lately. Um, This episode is near and dear to my heart. Um, it's, It's a very raw, very real, very honest conversation around Tantra. I kind of chat a little bit about new agey Tantra, chat about the sacredness of Tantra, chat about masculine and feminine archetypal embodiment and different practices that we can do to start to open these paths to not just healing our own sexuality, but awakening all parts of self and allowing for all parts of self to come into union. Yeah, big union, not just union with another person or the feminine uniting with the masculine, but union with the divine, right? Um, I love this episode. It was filmed in our um, rewilding Facebook group as as a Facebook Live. Um, But we've cut it down to make it into just the podcast episode. So the title of this is Tantra, The Intense Path to Expansion, Awakening, and Awakening to Authentic Self. All right. Um, Enjoy the episode. If you are not already a subscriber, do so. We actually talk about a free tantric online workshop that I've put together. Um... And you'll hear me chat a little bit about it during the episode, but basically it's a way to go into these archetypes with or without a partner. So what we're going to do is we're going to start to open up to some of these big, potent, juicy parts of self, some of these big, potent, juicy energies that flush out, clear out, open up the lines to our own tantric expression, whether that be on our own, in our lives, or um, with a partner. Um, And if you are interested in information for that, just go to our website. And if you can't find it, um, always feel free to go to the contact page and just shoot us a note and just say you're interested in the free online Tantra workshop. And we're happy to get you the link if for some reason you can't find, um, can't find it. Okay. Huge love to you. Enjoy this episode. I want to start with talking about polarities. I want to start with talking about the masculine and the feminine. I want to start with talking about them from a magnetic standpoint. Um, I want to talk about them from a standpoint of yearning from our depths, a standpoint of deep knowing within our bodies, within our beings. Um, It's a desire to unite. It's a desire to stand in what can be considered polar opposite. We're just going to use those words. I know that that's not the best way to describe it, but if you're thinking of magnets, South Pole, North Pole, let's just use polar opposites. There's a desire to stand in one polar opposite to attract, connect with, unite with, dance with, open with the other, the opposite to this polar opposite. Now I'm talking about feminine and masculine. Right, So I'm talking about it from a standpoint of the massive attraction that gets created, the passion between that connection, that juice, that fire, that I want you close to me, right? And it can come in the form of um, lust, it can come in the form of love, but it's that wanting to unite, that wanting to, to come together. Now, if we continue a little bit on the polarities just to give us a framework don't worry I'm going to go deep much much deeper but I want to give us this framework for those of um, those women in our circle who may not be all that familiar with tantra um, or the masculine feminine energies so when there is more um, 
polarity on the spectrum, right? When I'm standing in extreme feminine and another person, man or woman, doesn't matter, these are just energies, is standing in the extreme masculine, there is intense attraction. Intense. This is just laws of nature, right? So the further along this spectrum I stand in my feminine, and the further along, we'll just say him as a man, the further along he stands in his masculine, the more fire is here, right? The more juice, the more that these two want to come together. Does that make sense? So just feel from that standpoint. Now, if I was standing mostly in my masculine, but I was a tiny little bit in my feminine, and he was a tiny little bit in his masculine, there's attraction here. It's not huge attraction though, right? Do you see that? It's not huge attraction though, because I'm still standing here embodying a good portion of masculine, right? So I might be standing here embodying some feminine, but also a lot of masculine. I'm still in my, in my feminine, but not surrendered over to my masculine. I've not let go of my masculine to step into my feminine. Do you understand what I'm saying here? And when I can let go of standing in my masculine, masculine is goal-orientated, do, 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 thinking, logical, left brain, right? That's masculine. Um, um, yeah, I think that's enough to explain masculine. When I can surrender and fall and let go of that, right? I turn that over to him. I'm just gonna use him. This could be a her, it doesn't matter, right? It's just energetics and we've got all, we've got both of them in all of us. And so I turn that over and I let him do it, all of it, right? He now embodies all of the masculine. So I can then release the need to control, to plan, to be goal oriented. I can let him do that, and what do I get to do? I get to open to bliss and ecstasy and joy and feeling and, and crazy wild orgasms, right? That's the feminine. So when we open up to the feminine, the feminine is feeling, is sensation, is life force itself, is emotion, is ecstasy. The feminine is like the ocean, right? It's... it's huge energy, huge. So I now get to open to all of this because I don't have to hold the mechanisms of the masculine. I don't have to make decisions. I don't have to create protective space, right? I just get to be because there's somebody doing that for me. Does that, does that make sense? Now, I'm not saying that we should surrender over our masculine um, in day-to-day -day life or even making love. I'm not at all saying that. So I'm just giving that as the example. Also, I as the woman, I could be more drawn to being in my masculine. And he as the man could be more drawn to being in his feminine. And that could be how we polarize. So I just want to say that this is not at all... Um, this is not at all related to the sexes, the anatomy. It's related to energy, and it's getting into our deepest, most authentic energy. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. On this tantric path, there is a lot required to let go of because when we start to open up to the fullness of the feminine, there's going to be some stuff that gets in the way of opening up to that. There's going to be some rubble. Um, there's going to be whatever has held you back. If, if there was no rubble there, here, here's a truth, and this truth sucks, but I don't want you sitting there on the other side of the screen or listening to this and saying, well, I don't have any rubble. Um, I've had a really great childhood. I've had, you know, decent sexual experiences. Um, if there was no rubble, you would do that. 
you would innately and naturally do that if that was your authentic expression, right? So your, your authentic expression, if part of that is, is being in your feminine, is being surrendered and open and life force, right? And rolling orgasmic. If that is part of your authentic, you would already be there. But what prevents us from going there are protection mechanisms, our defenses, our, that armoring around our hearts, the armoring around our wombs and our cervixes and our yonis. We don't want to feel that much. That's a lot of feeling. When you get to this place, I hear so many, and I read so many things. I, I read so many things online and just this about um, becoming this highly orgasmic woman, this um, very awake, very alive woman, this very intuitive woman, right? This very in touch with that deep inner knowing, that wisdom that lies within woman, right? All of these gifts, this is the feminine rising. We're in this beautiful time in our world where there's a lot of practices coming out. There's a lot of people doing this and it's amazing. Um, and what we sometimes don't talk about is the fear that comes up when we start to feel that much. You'll hear this a lot when we hear, you'll hear this. So just think about this. How many times have you heard this? I'm an empath. I put up protective walls because I don't want to feel so much, right? Like who can relate to that? And I am so not begging you because I was that woman, right? Like I do not want to feel everybody else's stuff, right? I don't want to walk in a room and then I feel Bob's angry in the corner and I feel Sally's pissed off because of blah, blah, blah. And I feel whoever vomiting, spewing out some nasty stuff in the, right? Like how often do we hear that conversation? Here's the thing that sucks is whoever's playing Shakti, whoever's playing the feminine part, they get to feel to really extreme levels. That's part of the knowing, right? It's part of the wisdom of the feminine. That's our gift. We've just not been taught that it's really fucking cool. We've been taught that it hurts and that it sucks and that we're crazy because we're wildly emotional or we're picking up on something that is not seen by the five senses, right? Does this make sense? If this resonates, say something or hit yes or hit like, like, for those of you who are on the live, um, I think it's really worthwhile to know that you're not alone in this. Um, and so there's this beautiful poem, uh, I think it's called like Too Much Woman or something like that. And I think that sums it up so beautifully is just feeling like you're too much. That is authentic feminine. That is authentic, that is feminine in the fullness, right? Is the ocean. The ocean is too much, right? As a human little mind perceives the ocean, you're unpredictable, you're wild. I don't know what you're doing tomorrow, right? You could crush my little boat. You could tsunami the whole shore. That is the feminine. And so us denying that is us denying the feminine right? It's that much juice, that much life force. It shifts and changes on a dime and it feels everything. It feels this, 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 this. The masculine doesn't do that. That's not the masculine's role, right? So now we've just sort of talked about the feminine role and feel into this for yourself. So as I am talking about this, what are you drawn to? What are you drawn to? Not what do you do now sexually, not what are your patterns or your habits that have been perpetuated over years and years. And what is your deepest heart's desire? What is your body longing to experience, right? Is it longing to experience this absolutely open, blissful, joyful, ecstatic place where all you feel is love? You don't think, you just feel love and you feel connection. That's it. You feel penetrated. You feel full, right? Like 
Like something has filled you. You have been penetrated. You have been met, right? You are held, right? Do you feel how that feels, right? It's like I, the energy of the masculine, I want to take you. I want to take you somewhere that you most likely cannot get yourself, right? I want to take you. Do you feel that? Now, feel how that feels in your body. Ask yourself, even if you've not experienced that, even if you've never experienced, it's about what are we longing to do? This is, this is asking self, what is my authentic sexual expression? What am I, not what am I currently capable of? right? What, not what am I currently capable of given all of my wounding, given all of my protection mechanisms, given all my family history, given all, blah, 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 all of this stuff that prevents us from being that, right? It's feeling into your core, right? Feel your heart, feel your womb. Is this something you are craving to experience, to open to? Um, not just in relationship, yes, for sure, in lovemaking, in relationship, but also just in life, right? Um, so a very open feminine, when you are femininely walking through the world, you can make love to the whole world, right? The, the, the wind on your skin is the most pleasurable, blissful thing. The grass on your feet is pleasurable and blissful, right? There's no goal. There's no doing. There's just, wow. Like I'm staring at this butterfly, looking at it as if it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen because I'm standing in that energy of Shakti, of the feminine. And that's how it feels, right? So feel into that. And now we're going to shift over and feel into the masculine. So shifting gears over into the masculine. Masculine, so while feminine is doing this, right, is letting go of making decisions, letting go of holding space, letting go of protecting, and is just opening up to life itself and love. I am just love. That's it. I am just, I am radiating. I am fully alive and I am just radiating bliss and joy everywhere. Now, if I step into the masculine, I got to shift energy here. Hold on a second. That's a good place for me to be. Um, I love that space. I love this space too. I'm one of those. And this is also can be true for you. So feel into this where you love both. Your being craves to be in both. Um, so feel into that. So now we'll feel into this. Okay, so ecstatic awareness of every moment. Joe, I love that sister, and you could not have said better words to describe that. Thank you, my friend. That is so magnificent. Um, so now, standing, <laughs> standing on this side in the masculine, it's this... One-pointed focus. I am making love and I am solely, solely focused on this being in front of me. I am penetrating every cell of this being. I, there is nothing else that exists in this world. Nothing exists to me other than this woman in front of me or man, whatever. This, this feminine being in front of me. That is the only thing that exists my joy, my love. I get filled when I am watching this being dance life itself, right? So when I can do anything, anything in my power to allow this being to dance love and dance life, that fills me as the masculine right? That fills me. That's like love being poured into me, right? That's like when shoulders go back and it's like, yes, I am able to gift this. I am able to facilitate this. I hold this big protective space around this being. And my sole purpose right now is to help this being to radiate to illuminate more life, more love in this being. What can I do to bring more life and more love? Is it stroke her neck? Is it pull her hair? Um, is it lift her up? What is it? 
It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care what it is as the masculine. I don't, I'm not attached to what it is. It makes no difference to me. What makes a difference to me is if this feminine being can open to more, right? If she can open to more love, more ecstasy, more joy, more bliss. And that to me is beauty, right? That to me fills my being. That fills me. That to me is my satisfaction. Um, so, <clears throat> whew, this is a fun episode. We should do more tantric episodes. Um, so feel that for a moment. Um, just feel that for a moment. Um, so that's why he loves drumming for me. I'm just reading a couple of these comments. Loves drumming for me and watching me dance. Absolutely, sister. So if, if you're at a wedding um, or some sort of celebration where there's dancing, you will see oftentimes those who are standing in their masculine energy would prefer to observe life itself dancing, right? And those who are standing in their feminine energy are like, yes, let, let the joy roll through my body. Let the expression, let me be open, um, right? Uh, so that's just one of those like beautiful examples of real life um, sort of things. Okay. Gosh, I love this topic. We should do way more. Um, actually, I do have a really cool announcement. Um, this weekend, so I'm here and I have uh, the whole place to myself this weekend. Um, and we've been invited to do a sexual reclaiming, reclaiming your sexuality summit um, that we've just been invited to do, uh, which I'm recording that tomorrow. But for that summit, we've, we're putting together a... What is it called? Something, I don't know the name that we've given it, but it's all about this. It's all about sexual healing, sexual awakening, stepping into your sexual fullness. So uh, we're putting together this amazing um, online workshop that you can absolutely subscribe to for free. Uh, we're just giving away for free. We were doing it for the summit. And so we thought, heck yeah, we'll just give it to all of our listeners too. And anybody in the Facebook group or listening to this on the live or watching, um, watching the thing. So that's my little commercial. Uh, apparently in live streams, we now have commercials and that's my commercial, which I don't think commercials really give away free things, but we can just pretend that that was a commercial for rewilding. Um, Kelly, I think has the link. And if she's not online um, to pop the URL in, um, she can do it later, but we'll get you the URL. So just pay attention to that. We'll put it in the comments of this live stream and we'll also pop it into the Facebook group um, and the comments of the blog if you're watching that or the iTunes podcast if you're watching that. Um, just really felt like it's time for us to do some more work around the sexual healing and sexual awakening. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about Tantra via the archetypes. Tantra without having a tantric soulmate lover. Um, there are not many people who I have come across who have found an authentic tantric partner um, or tantric soulmate, however you want to call that. Or maybe he hasn't shown up yet for you, or maybe he hasn't transformed into that yet, although I'm not really sure that there is a transformation into that. Um, totally open to every single possibility of it. Um, but I want to talk about how to open to this, how to open to the radical transformation that is Tantra. So I also want to talk about that, the radical transformation. So the title of this, I have to look because I can't remember, um, the intense path to expansion and awakening. Um, it is intense. Uh, it is extraordinarily intense, the Tantric path. I don't think that people talk about that enough. I think what people talk about is New Age Tantra, which is garbage. It's not sacred. Um, it's a lot of the let's just liberate our sexuality, which I have no problem with. Hell yeah, let's be free. Let's liberate our sexuality. But please just don't call orgies Tantra. Um, don't call this New Age icky orgy stuff Tantra. Uh, that's my little rant for today. Feel into things. If you are going to start to go down the tantric path and you're going to start to do tantric workshops and find tantric teachers and tantric groups, 
feel. If it feels icky, it's probably icky, right? There's a difference between icky feeling and uncomfortable growth feeling. Find that. Find how that feels for you. Avoid the icky. Um, that could be like one of those rabbit holes where you spend 10 years going down a path only to come out and go, holy shit, I've actually been sexually wounded by some so-called tantric master and this group who convinced me to do these things because they said that taking my pants off was going to be spiritual and it's not. Um, I'm a little bit fiery about this whole guru bullshit at the moment. I think we're going to do another, an episode on that um, and just giving away our power. So there's my other little rant um, on not giving away your power. Don't give away your power um, to things that you don't know uh, to, 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 while seeking. Okay, so let's talk about why on earth is this such a radical path? Why is it so intense? And actually, this is where I can bring in Joe's comment and Kate's comment. So we were in mystery school, uh, mystery school in Australia. It was term two, our first retreat together. And I was giving a lecture on Tantra. And it was quite a scathing lecture on Tantra. And it was a short lecture on Tantra. And it was a lot about uh, the warnings of Tantra. And Joe and Kate are both in very beautiful tantric relationships. Um, they're both married. They're in these gorgeous tantric relationships that have been long-term relationships. And I asked the two of them if they had anything to share with the group. I said, hey, like, you two um, have a lot of experience in this. Uh, what is it that, that you could maybe impart upon our circle or gift to our group? And both of them, both of them said, you have to be willing to look at every aspect of your shadow, every aspect of the hidden. Um, Joe, if you remember the exact words that you said, I would love to hear them if you're still on the live. Um, but it was along those lines, both of them. Did they share anything else about Tantra? No, no, it was that. Because that's what this path is. It is no stone left unturned. No stone left unturned. It is a cauldron of intense purification. What Tantra requires of you is to look at this person. Let's say, so for me, I dance in the feminine and I dance in the masculine. That means my partner dances in the feminine as well as the masculine so that we can keep these polarities, right? We can flip all over the place. Here's what it is for me. For me, the Tantric path, very simply put, is divinely worshiping, loving, honoring, and adoring every aspect of the divine masculine. Every aspect of the divine masculine in this human form, in this body, every aspect, every aspect, his sexuality, his body, his mind, his emotions, his craziness, his... Um, warts, his wounds, his rubble. It is loving all of it fiercely and ferociously, right? And then, so that's when I'm standing. And then when I stand here, I am now fiercely and ferociously loving every aspect of his divine feminine, every aspect, right? So the aspect that freaks me out freaks me out beyond belief. It is finding out what the heck is it in me that cannot love that part of that person, right? It is looking at that person as if they are the most divine thing you have ever seen walking on this planet, right? Instead of looking at a Shiva statue, you're looking at your man. You are worshiping the being that he is, worshiping him. Yeah, how does that feel? How does that, I want to know how that feels because it probably turns you off. I remember when I first started there, like you, you worship the whole of this. And I was like, worship, dude, I am not worshiping another person. I'm not worshiping a person. I am in reverence to the divinity that runs through him. I see love hold that divinity in him. I make love to that divinity in him. What happens then is that actually wildly, I don't even know how we're finding words for this, that actually pulls the divinity through him and out to express into the world. 
right? Because what I am doing is all I am seeing, loving, honoring, worshiping is the divinity in him. The divinity in him in every form of it, right? The divinity that rolls through Pluto, the divinity that rolls through Mars, Saturn, Eros. I'm just giving you masculine archetypes, right? I now need to love every one of those masculine archetypes. I need to figure out a way to love all of those aspects. Not the distorted, not the distorted uh, expression of those archetypes. The divine. I am pulling in the divine aspects of those parts of him. And I'm doing it making love. And we all know the potency behind making love, right? This is massive energy, massive juice. This isn't just, oh, I'm gonna have just like a little casual thought or a blip. No, this is fire, right? This is fire. You are bringing in the divinity in this person. So what happens is the divinity is coming in through this person. Whatever is in the way of that light and that divinity is going to bring up the shit that's in the way, right? So let's say he's Mars. Let's talk about Mars because it's huge right now. I am currently, let's say I'm embodying Venus. This is an archetypal tantric couple, beautiful to work with. Not the highest potency, but they're beautiful to work with. I'm embodying Venus. I am making love to Mars. We are archetypally, tantrically dancing and making love. I am worshiping his Mars. Right? Mars is God of war. Now this man, let's say it scares the shit out of him to stand in that energy of God of war, right? Like God of war, I will just make it happen, right? Or let's say there's some distortion in it or there's some power control there, right? That's a lot of times what it is. It's not hard aligned yet. This is a big one for all of us, for men. You'll hear guys who are on this path talk like this. Actually, I can stand in my Mars, but it's not connected to my heart. I can stand. I can be God of war and run shit over and, you know, blow things up and kill people and create wars. But it's not heart aligned. It's not divinely aligned, right? It's not aligned with my highest purpose and the highest purpose of the world. That's what we're doing here in Tantra. That's what we're doing. And so that comes up. Now here's the thing, you're in your container, you're in your, con your relationship container. You have just invited this man to step into the fullness of his divinity in Mars, right? And he's got this coming up, right? So he's got wounded little boy come up. Like, oh my God, there was a time when I was five and my father was in Mars and beat the crap out of my, I'm just making this up, beat the crap out of my mother and I've been so scared to step into my Mars. Oh my God, you just see <laughs> And he turns into a blubbering mess and you're like, hey, like, wait, what? Like, I was, you were just super hot and I was ready to like take your pants off and now you're like a, a blubbering mess on the floor. What, what happened? That's Tantra. That's Tantra. There is no stone left unturned. Um, you, it is all of the lines. It will take you to your deepest fears around love. Deepest fear, these are fears that you are not conscious of. These are fears that stop you from having the beautiful relationship that you're desiring, that stop you from having the connection that you're desiring. It's fear. It's fear of being hurt. It's fear of being abandoned, fear of betrayal, fear of um, loss of self, right? Do any of these relate? I would love to hear your fears. This is a beautiful thing for us to share with each other. So if you're in a place where you can mentally comprehend or even if it bubbles up, this is a beautiful time for us to share um, around love. What is your fear of coming into connection? I don't wanna get too close to you because you might. I don't wanna get too close to you because this might happen, right? These are so silly because something might happen. My deepest desires, I'm pushing it away out of something might happen. Wow, we are so wild as humans, are we not? We're wild, I'm not putting myself above that, right? Like, that's a part of this whole journey, is finding those things. So, back to the not needing a partner to do tantra with. Um, you can absolutely have tantric relationships with the world. You can have tantric relationships with archetypal energies. I know I talk about this all of the time, but Teresa of Avila, 
uh, Avila, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, she had an extraordinarily tantric relationship with Jesus Christ. Extra, like, ecstasy, bliss, this woman fully surrendered into Shakti, right? And allowed Christ to penetrate her. Imagine making love to Christ. It's really good. It's really good. I promise you, like, it is the purest, most beautiful, permeating, penetrating light you can imagine. And that'll, that blows you away. Um, so working with the archetypes from an embodiment standpoint, working with the archetypes who are the lovers, right? The feminine faces of the lover start to open all of these tantric channels. Working with the faces of the masculine who are the lover start to open these channels within. I remember my very first tantric experience was a mind-blowing, extraordinary experience with Mars. Actually, it was with Mars. That was my first um, my first tantric experience, and it was an archetypal embodiment practice practices that we do in rewilding, and it was opening and inviting him in, and I made love in a way that I had never, ever made love before. Um, I allowed myself to be penetrated and opened in a way that I had never allowed a man or a person or another energy to penetrate me and to open me, right? So the beauty of working with archetypal energies is that you can call upon the purity of them, right? So when you're working as human-to-human -human tantric relationships, the wildness is that you call on his Mars. Sometimes he can hold the light. Right? And you're, you're calling his Mars in to meet your Venus. This is the archetypal couple. So coming in, meeting your Venus, but his Mars freaks out and goes into little boy mode. Right? And you're like, hey, but wait, I was just about to like open to a new place. <laughs> and so part of the gift of working with the raw energy of it, the raw archetypal energy of it, is that you can embody that energy, you can open to that energy in its pure form without a human, without the human frailties coming in. It's like doing mother work, right? So when we do mother work, we do mother work and we don't lean into human mother. So if you've done the mother workshop with me or if you've been in a retreat or another workshop with me, when we open to mother, we open to unconditionally loving mother. Right? We open to Gaia, we open to unconditionally loving, supportive, nurturing mother. We step beyond human mother and all of her foibles, and we step into that, and now we heal our inner child. Right? Now we feel into that, what that feels like. How does that open us? How does that heal us? How does that make us better mothers to embody that energy in that purity? Not human mother energy. So this is part of the gift of working archetypally and working with these big potent energies. Now Mars and Venus, right, they're at this level. So there are archetypal couples that we work with that go beyond the the level of those two, it's a great level to work at though, so I'm absolutely not poo-pooing Mars and Venus because they're beautiful and they're amazing and they have huge gifts. Um, but when you start to go higher and higher like Parvati and Shiva, Lalita and Shiva, now you're getting into sacred sexuality. Now it's not just about the polarity and the fire. Now it's about the divinization of self, right? That golden light starts to pour into your entire being, illuminating every cell of your body. That's transformation. That's transformation. That's divinization of everything, right? Not just these upper chakras like, oh, let's open this with some golden light. That feels nice. Yay. It's the whole thing gets divinized. Our sexuality gets divinized, right? Just think about that. The divinization of sexuality. It is now divine. It is now a sacred practice. It's not just like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Let's have like three seconds of pleasure or three minutes or whatever it is. It's a practice, a sacred practice. It's a meditation. It's consecrated, right? It's consecrated, 
Um, and not every time is like that, right? I also don't want to say like, oh, you get to this level and you're just like, just the golden light's always coming in and you don't get to have orgasms anymore because now it's just suddenly um, divinization and transformation and illumination and evolution is happening to you, right? Like there's, it is beyond pleasure that can ever be imagined. Beyond, um, beyond. It is... To me, it's what our bodies know is possible in un uniting. It's what our beings long for and crave. It's why we read romance novels and watch romance movies, right? Because we're craving this, we're longing for it. And it's like no relationship seems to, to do it, right? Um, lovemaking can occasionally reach to that satisfaction level. or But it's always like... I know there's more. There's got to be more, right? And so to me, that's what our systems know. We know it, but there's a lot of stuff in the way. There's body shame that's in the way. There's all of the shame around sexuality that's in the way. There's all of the abuse on us as feminine beings that has happened, um, the objectification that has happened. Now for men, it's the disempowerment and it's the emasculation of men. So we've got all of this stuff, but deep down we're craving that kind of a connection. That kind of a connection that takes us, transcends us into realms that I can barely put words to. I'll share a little story about it. Um, so this is one of, one of my most profound tantric experiences with my partner. And it was, we had done, um, so we do archetypal work together. Um, we'll do, we'll just, that's kind of part of our practice. So we have practices that we do together, we have practices we do separately, and some of our practices that we do together are to embody these different archetypal couples. Um, you want to talk about really potent transformation, <laughs> get into a living room with your man, have him go fully into the embodiment of Pluto and you go fully into the embodiment of Persephone, right? Dark goddess and dark God, right? And it's just this. So, <clears throat> um, we had been doing this work in the living room. Um, and that evening we had opened, like all the channels were open, um, we weren't working with those archetypes. I can't remember who we were working with. I know it was very high purity. It was, I'm sure it was Shiva, Parvati, or Lalita Shiva, because um, it was very, very, very Shiva-like, very divine, very Christ-like. Um, and we're, um, that evening, like, everything is open, and it's that golden light's pouring in. There's, um, you end up, your sexual energy ends up, like, coming all the way up. Um, it's, it's rolling through the two of you, right? And it comes up, like, it comes up, and it meets here, and it takes you up, and you're, you're going up and up, and you're one with everything. You're one with this being. There's no separation between the two of you. No, nothing. You, you don't know who's, like, there is nothing. You are one. But you are not only one with each other, you are suddenly one with everything. You are one with the divine. You are one with everything. You get it. You get it. Not just from reading it in a book like we are all one. You are it. You are it. And so we're in this place and starting to come down because I, I can't talk when I'm in that place. There are no words. Like nothing translates into words. You can't translate into words. So we come back down, um, slowly we're coming down, coming down, coming down, and I'm, I'm looking him in the eyes, and I am crying out of sheer bliss and sheer joy and sheer ecstasy, but also emotions of, I have, and these are my words. So I'm staring him right in the eyes, and I'm saying to him, you. I found you. I have been looking for lifetimes for you. And you're here. It's you. It's you. It's you. And then this part is a really funny part. And I love it too. <laughs> I'm gonna forget this a million times more. I'm gonna forget this. I know I'm gonna forget this 
But right now, I know. I know who you are. And I knew who I was, right? And it was the divinity. It was looking at him, and all I could feel was him as the divine masculine. And to me, at that time, it was a very Christ-like um, energy. And so to be looking at this man, and you know, you know, like, oh, it's you. It's the, div- it's, it's the divine masculine that I have searched and searched and searched for and you're here and I also know that I'm going to fall back into my humanness and I'm going to forget (laughs) and I have forgotten a million times a million times Um, but to me that's the radical path of Tantra that's that's the thing our souls on some level crave Um, whether we love to be in the feminine or we love to be in the masculine we all to me feels this deep 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 down longing to to come into union and where that union takes you and the doors that it opens for you um, that to me is tantra that's tantra um I want to give that to the whole world. Could you imagine if the whole world is making love like that? Um, Or has the capabilities to make love like that, to open in that way, to unite in that way, to come together in that way, to reach the heights in that way? Imagine how different our world would be imagine how men would treat women and how women would treat men imagine how we would raise our children imagine how we would treat our mothers and our fathers just to me like it breaks my heart open to feel into what are the possibilities um, in our society to just clean clean up the distortions around sex to to get to that place where this is true satisfaction is not the right word this is true union this is what your soul is craving it's not craving these distorted expressions of sexuality or these repressed um ickiness that's coming out right like the the priests in the church we that wasn't the right thing to do that's not holy that's not divine, right? Like repressing your sexuality is not divine. And we're still coming out of that. To me, there's so much here. And the divinization that comes, the evolution that comes, and how quick it comes um, when working with these energies. Um, it's, that's a bee, another bee. I think that was a bee, I can't even see. Um, maybe it wasn't a bee, you probably saw better than I can. Um, to me, that's what's on offer, but I also really need to say that it is not an easy path. It is not easy because to get to those places, you've got to look at what stops you from uniting. What do you fear in the masculine? What do you fear in the feminine? What parts of yourself do you hold shame around? What parts of your body do you not like? We've also got to love this thing. We've got to love this thing. We've got to love his thing or her thing, right? It takes you to everything that is not love in you. Everything that has judgment. Everything that is not sacretized yet. Divinized, sacretized. I think that's a new word. Um, divinized yet. It will take you to all of those places. And remember that quote from the start? It's never, never nice feeling, right? The destruction of the ego never feels nice. It just does not feel nice um, because that thing is clinging on and holding on and it's wanting to do all sorts of things. But that's part of the gift of Tantra is these big, beautiful awakenings, these big, beautiful openings, love like you cannot imagine, bliss and pleasure that you cannot imagine, knowings that you cannot imagine but also drops you to your knees and humbles you like it is nobody's business because you gotta look at the parts of you that you don't like. 
You gotta look at the parts of you that you hold shame around. You gotta look at the parts that you scare. Like, I cannot surrender to you because you scare me. You raped my mother. You raped my grandmother, right? You raped the little girl down the street. You molested the boys in the church. You, as that masculine form, scares the shit out of me. It takes you to those places, all of those places. <sighs> so we're going to attempt <laughs> to go to some of those places, to open, to work archetypally in that workshop that I talked about, um, in that sexual healing and opening to your sexual fullness workshop um, that I mentioned before. That's my aim. My aim is to step more into this, to offer more around this, this aspect of transformation, this possibility for all of us with or without a partner. So none of this stuff is about with a partner. Um, none of these workshops or um, things that might unfold. I don't know what's going to unfold from here. Um, it's with or without. And that opening up in us opens up in our world, right? So when the internal shifts, the external has to follow suit. The physical world has to shift with it to match it. Has to. So doing it here, it happens here. It happens here. It has to. That's just what happens. Okay. Um, I am so grateful to be able to do this with you all. I am so grateful that for those of you who've been here on the live stream, um, I've loved your comments and I think they're so, so, so beautiful. Um, yeah, I think we'll just leave it. Um, we'll just leave it at that. I'm, I'm in awe. I'm humbled and I'm grateful. And if we don't get you the link on this live stream or you're not on the live stream and you're listening later, um, if you sign up for our newsletter, we'll be sending that out next week. So we'll be sending a link out next week um, for the workshop or just look for it in the Facebook group. We'll be sharing it. Okay, so much love to you all and thank you again. Mwah!